0: Hey guys, Aaron here. This is my podcast. Let's go. What's up guys? Aaron here. Uh, Just dropping in for a quick pod. Got a bunch on my mind today, man. This is the first day of the uh, schools being closed and being quarantined at home. And um, my yoga room has become like a like a studio, because I'm recording videos for the kids, um, recording some yoga videos, it's just interesting, man, it's like the whole world is upside down, I, uh, I hope you guys are safe, and um, you're listening to what the CDC says, and not what, um, you know, a lot of people are spewing a lot of random facts about coronavirus on the internet and I think the biggest thing we got to do is just make sure that we're paying attention to what professionals say. I think that one of the, um, I was thinking, I was talking to, so the yoga studio is doing online classes, um, the yoga studio that I work for and work with and, um, you know, I was reflecting on some of the, like, what is a what does it look like for people to grow uh, during a setback? And I think that, this COVID thing is for sure a setback and, you know, it's slowing down um, businesses. It's more challenging for me to teach my kids um, as an English teacher uh, remotely, but what does it look like for this to be um, a growth opportunity? And I think that one of the things that we're going to grow as a country is we're going to realize how many people in this country are living paycheck to paycheck and don't have, Money to deal with the, an emergency, like it's just it's just crazy. I mean, if if I if I lost my job today, I'd be fine for a little while, but eventually, like I could get paid. But that's a coming from a real place of privilege. Like I have a great job, uh, you know, that pays me fine. Even though people say teachers don't get paid enough, feels like enough money to me. Um, but there are people in this country who just they you know, they're gonna have trouble paying their rent. I think, uh, so I live in Virginia, I think one of the things I was seeing online is, um, you know, we really gotta make sure that, like we gotta, if the schools are closed and they're telling us that the businesses need to close, then what that means is we need to have a freeze on rent and uh, mortgage payments. It's gotta be mortgage payments too, because if, um, it's gotta be more, it's gotta be both. Because if, if uh, or it's got to be rent as well. Because if we freeze mortgages, that's good. But then if we don't freeze rent, then you know the the landlords just make more money. So I don't know. These are some of my thoughts on coronavirus. Probably tired of hearing about it. One of the things I was reflecting on. Uh, so working on the van this weekend. Uh, I got the solar panels done. I got the uh, I got the fans installed in the roof. Awesome, 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 but um, I was reflecting that I sort of already burned through, I've burnt through all of the podcasts and and YouTube videos that I usually follow, and I was thinking that in quarantine, people are just going to be plowing through the things that they usually use for entertainment on their day-to-day because... I mean, we're just not out in the world. I mean, think about how much time people spend commuting. When I lived in Northern Virginia, I would commute, um, It's like a 45-minute commute there and like an hour on the way home um, because it was busier in the evenings. But now, like, that commute doesn't exist for a lot of people. I mean, I'm fortunate enough now that I live 15 minutes away from the, the yoga studio that I teach at um, and... Uh, About five, ten minutes away from the school that I teach at. But even that, like, that's an extra 30 minutes a day. Plus, like, if I'm being honest, I'm wearing my pajamas still. And it's, like, afternoon time. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're in quarantine, you're probably in your pajamas too. So don't judge me. Don't come at me with your pajama-wearing tush and say that I'm doing something wrong. Because you're doing the same thing. But all this time, like, we're just going to have extra time even though like i'm you know i'm looking at i'm interacting with my students online i'm recording yoga videos i'm you know teaching remotely i'm still working but it's like it's sort of showing us how much time we actually have in our jobs where like most people sort of waste time i think being a public school teacher is sort of unique though because I think this is one of the things that I didn't realize before I became a public school teacher and what I think that um, most people generally don't realize about public school teachers is that the most of the work that you do, you can't do while you're at work. And what that means and what that looks like is the lesson planning and the grading is a huge chunk of time, um, but I can't do that while I'm at work, like clock in at 8 o'clock, I get about an hour that I can do some of that lesson planning and grading. But then after that, it's like bell to bell, ready, set, go. And I'm teaching. I'm executing on all the things that I worked on outside of that uh, class time. So, you know, I can't. it's like I can't do my job while I'm at my job because my job gets in the way of my job. Does that make sense? And I was talking to a colleague um, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, March... 17th where he and I were discussing how one of the most enjoyable parts of the job is the instructional delivery, like standing in front of the room and teaching students things and showing them and seeing the light turn on. But now we're sort of like um, primarily doing lesson plans and grading, which I think is interesting. It's just a bit it's just different, right? And so what that's showing for me, because I thought uh, initially a week ago when I was uh, got wind of the idea that we would be closing schools, I thought, well, this is going to show us how we can do remote learning, you know, and that remote learning is going to um, become more of a thing in the future. But then after talking to my colleague and then having my first experience with it today um, from eight o'clock, I guess technically I'm on my lunch break right now. It's 1230. So... Um, working and responding to emails and interacting with the kids for the last four hours or so, what that has me reflecting on is, you know, that personal element is such a key piece of the educational system and having a human in front of you teaching you something is invaluable. And that's, that's where it happens. Otherwise we're all just, you know, um, reading books and talking into the wind. So yes, we are, going to be successful with the remote teaching stuff uh, for this time here time period however long it may be but I think it's definitely going to have to get back to normal because we lose so much of the humanness of public education and the differentiation and the like specific instruction and seeing the kids and knowing what it is that is landing with them and what isn't landing with them because you can't always see it in their writing because writing is by definition like synthesized thought but it's only synthesized to the extent that you have developed the skill of synthesis so you can think something and you may be able to communicate it verbally but you can't put it down in your writing so you know having conversations with the kids allows me to know like oh no you understand this you just can't you're having trouble putting it into words on paper. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have to get back to normal and that's okay. We'll get back to normal when it's time to get back to normal. I teach my first online yoga class tonight um, through my yoga studio and I'm interested to see how that shakes out. I think, uh, so we had a class last night at the studio and uh, something like 50, 60 people signed up for it, which is awesome, you know, which shows two things. One, um, it can work doing the online live classes, which is awesome, because, you know, we learned a lot of this on the fly, um, had a lot of video conferences today, or this week, rather, trying to make sure that we could get it done, and we did, and, um, big class last night shows the second thing, which is, there's a need for this, you know, um, yoga is, yoga is something that can be there for you when you need it, um, and, For when you don't really need it and you feel great, you just keep on cruising along with your yoga practice. But yoga is definitely one of those things that when we're stressed and we're trying to find a bit of um, ease in the body and ease in the mind, that's where the practice comes into play. And, um, you know, people are home, you know? I mean, they're going to be home for, for a while, at least hopefully. I hope people are home for a while. I hope they listen and follow through with what, Um, the president and all the professionals and that um, they're all saying, you know, you gotta stay home. You gotta stay home. and That's okay. Man, think of how much we're gonna get done. Think of how many things that you've been trying to get done that you're like, man, it's just I'm too busy. I can't get it done. Well, you got time now there, brother. You got time, sister. One of the things I saw on Instagram Today was uh, someone said this is this is not uh, you don't have to put pressure on yourself to get in the best shape of your life because you have all this extra time and you don't have to put this pressure on yourself to write a novel while you're um, in quarantine something to that effect it was memified and funnier but it had me thinking um, yeah that's true but maybe you could get some stuff done too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of fitness, I gotta tell you this. So we, um <laughs> Katie and I were sort of hip to these things um, like 12 hours or 24 hours before most of the people in our community were really um, realizing how we were going to be quarantined and stuck in the house. And it's no credit to us. It's credit to the people that um, we follow online you know, I was following Sam Harris and and uh, Joe Rogan and a couple of other people who had some guests that put into perspective like, hey, this is a big deal. So she and I, on the day that I realized, which was like last Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, how serious this was, uh, I went to the grocery store. In fact, you know, I'm a really typically a pretty level-headed, cool guy, but... Um, I had a conversation with Katie like Tuesday of last week. And I said, I think this is pretty serious. I'm pretty sure they're going to close the schools. And if they don't, you know, I'm going to advocate that they do. Um, and then on Wednesday, like it kept escalating. And um, I think we had a meeting on Wednesday or that Thursday, the next morning about with the, like a faculty meeting to discuss what coronavirus and COVID was. And um you know, Katie sent me a text message Wednesday afternoon. She's like, "Babe, I think we should probably get some groceries." It was about 3 3:15 in the afternoon. And I she's like, "I should, think we should get some groceries, kind of get ourselves ready. Um, when do you want to go to the grocery store?" And I texted her back, "I'm already here." Um, so like she had sort of this realization like, "Oh, if Aaron is taking this seriously, then it must actually be serious because I'm sort of sometimes I'm super serious and other times I'm like not serious you're probably you're probably like that too um probably not anything unique about me we all have different things that we take seriously but I like to be silly when possible and you know sometimes sometimes I'm super responsible and sometimes I skirt responsibility you know that's that's probably normal too at least I tell myself that but uh what was I talking about this podcast is never going to be successful if I don't have like a second person here saying like, Aaron, what you were talking about was, um, oh yeah, I remember we were talking about, um, you know, you don't have to get, this doesn't have to be you becoming the fittest version of yourself and the most meditated version of yourself and the most uh, like writing a novel or whatever. But so we got all of our groceries that Wednesday and then I came home, which I got a ridiculous amount of groceries, which is like, I sh- like seeing the news, like shouldn't have done it. But actually, yeah, you know, I should have. I didn't get a ridiculous amount of groceries. I got two weeks worth of groceries, which is not unreasonable. We shop a week at a time. Sometimes we'll go for two weeks. Um, but I got like two weeks worth of groceries. And on Friday or Saturday, uh, I think it was Saturday, we were stock, stocked up, had everything we needed. And um, I went to, I was like, I kind of want to get something. So I'm working on the van I, and finish the van and I go out to the grocery store, and I get ice cream and beer, and like that's pretty much all I got, ice cream and beer. Oh, and I got some vegan, um, um what do they call them, meatballs, like vegan protein balls, so we could do uh, marinara subs, which, ugh, do I love, I could eat, I could eat meatball subs, Every day for a couple of weeks. I don't think I could do it. It's not like one of those. It's not like mac and cheese. Am I right? Dude, we saw, <laughs> I think it was a vice piece. I think it was like a Saturday morning, a couple months back. Katie and I were, the dogs jump on the, Saturday's always beautiful, right? I mean, you got nowhere to be. You know, wake up at 6.37, kind of just lay in bed and fart around for a while. Um, and then we'll usually go to yoga, which is different now, which is okay. But I uh, usually go to yoga. And so I'm scrolling through my phone, and Vice shows up on Instagram TV. This video, this guy who eats, uh, I watched like 30 to 90 seconds of it. This guy has been eating mac and cheese his whole life since he's, you know, 13 years old, 10 years old, Whatever age it is, like since he's a kid and this guy's grown, and what you're thinking right now is, did he look like he, was his hair falling out because of malnutrition, and he, like, like, was, you know, 700 pounds, or, like, had a foot that he had to drag behind him because, like, the blood wasn't circulating, like, no, this guy, you could, you know, the test for, like, whether we have the test of, like, uh, Um, atomically, um, anatomically, um, what's the term, anatomically relevant human hominid kind of stuff, like, I'm, I'm using, I'm trying to be too fancy here, the bridge between when we became humans from from monkeys to humans, the early hominids, the test for that is, could you take this person shave the hair off of them, put them in a suit or a dress, put them on the subway, and would we know whether it's um, a hom- an early human hominid or whether we would just like walk past them and not even notice. So like apparently you go back 100,000 years and we wouldn't be able to tell the difference if we were to shave shave the hair off of them and just put them in a in a suit or a dress and plop them in the middle of, uh, you know, a Sbarro's at the airport. Yeah, nobody would notice. And so that's what this guy was like. You're thinking to yourself, if I knew a guy who had been eating mac and cheese, nothing but mac and cheese for decades, um, I would be able to pick him out. I'd be like you, you line him up like the you know, like at CSI Miami, like I'd pick him out of the lineup easy. I'm telling you right now, wrong, wrong you wouldn't even know it man. This guy had nice glasses. He had a bit of swag to him. Like he had a like a little bit of style. And um, he's just like had decades of eating mac and cheese. So I show this video, so I watched like 30 60 seconds of this thing. I'm like babe you got to see this. So I hit the Instagram TV button, went landscape mode. You know you're in for a long haul on your phone if you turn it to landscape mode. It was was like a nine minute video and you thought you could predict what this guy looked like and you were wrong about that. I bet you, you could be very right predicting how this video went. It was about seven to 13 minutes of us watching this guy be very particular about the brand and you know how Vice does their stuff. Like it's, you know. Vice is sometimes like TLC, the learning channel, channel, learning channel, the learning channel, channel. Kind of like TLC sometimes where they're like just showing these anomalous humans and they're doing it in a way where it's like, we're just trying to educate you. But in reality, they're like making fun of these people, but then you're watching it anyway. So it's like My Strange Addiction where it's like, You you know, there's a woman. Do we watched My Strange Addiction? I'm 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 sharing this with you. I'm sharing this with you because I'm a human, and you're a human, and sometimes we watch stupid stuff. Um, and this, but that's okay. So we're watching this My Strange Addiction, right? And this lady has been getting. She's addicted to butt injections. Yeah. She has, like, in her glutes, someone is, she, and it's not like she can afford, like, this woman just, like, had a job. Like, she worked at a Barnes & Noble or something, right? And she, it's not like she could afford, like, proper cosmetic surgery. Which is, like, whatever. Like, I'm not, there's no judgment on that. And honestly, frankly, there's no judgment on this lady. And, like, she, you know, she needs to talk to some. We didn't watch the whole episode, so maybe she got some help. Maybe she didn't. But I would any if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're addicted to butt injections, um, you know, there's there's help out there, there's help. Just reach out, reach out to me, Aaron Wayne Yoga on Instagram. I'll 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 find you some resources. But she so the. It wasn't even the cosmetic surgery. It wasn't the fact that she was addicted to cosmetic surgery, which is, like, a thing in of itself, and um, body dysmorphia is real, and, like, no judgment on that. But what this lady was doing was... She was doing, like, black market butt injections. And they, like... She was meeting this this woman in a hotel, and, like... Then they showed her going to the doctor. I'm not even going to talk about this anymore. Just we turned the show off not because it was profane or inappropriate, but I was like, I kind of feel bad. And I think that's the appropriate response though. It was kind of, it was still kind of funny. It was like, why is she doing this? And then you like, you realize there's a human there. You're like, "Ah. yeah, there's pain there. Or maybe there isn't, maybe she's happy. She's living her life. I don't know. I'm not making judgments. Just making observations. But this dude was crushing mac and cheese, and he actually like he he wanted help. He was like, he said he said uh, um, the last food he had eaten was uh, celery, which like I love celery, but I think it took me a couple years of healthy eating to actually appreciate the taste of celery. Like right now, I could sit down and just crush celery, celery and peanut butter. Are you kidding me? Celery and peanut butter. Crush it. But he said he ate some celery once and it made him, like, gag. Like, come on, man. God, where where are you at? Like, you can't just... If celery makes you gag, I'm going to say right now that you should probably reach out to somebody and have them help you meal plan. Because, like, you might not like celery, but for it to give you a physical response where you're like... Ugh. No, man. No. And you know, you know what type of mac and cheese this guy liked. Take a second. Take a second. What's the mac and cheese he liked? Velveeta shells. With the gooey pack. Ooh. Ooh. There's a vegan brand that does that right. It's called Daya or Daya. It's spelled spelled D-A-I-Y-A. I had a sigh there for a moment because Katie and I went vegan um, in Winchester, like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Winchester, Virginia, which is a rural community in Northern Virginia, right out on the border of West Virginia. And like nobody knew. First, we had to explain what vegan was, first and foremost. I had to walk uphill. 20 miles both ways in the snow. And there were dogs loose, chasing after us. That's how I went to school. But no, so we learned about tempeh and veginase, or veganase as people call it, and um, Seton is what we say, but I think it's pronounced seitan. I don't even know how to say it. But when we go, you know, like we've been to you go to the bay area in california and with a with a virginian accent you say i'll have uh the Seton wings and they're like excuse me you'll have the Satan wings like come on man get off my back but daya makes a good cheese it might be pronounced Daya. i don't know i don't know you can call email them. if you figure it out you let me know because uh i've been saying it wrong for years but this guy ended up getting help, man. They helped him out. I think they initially started him out by just giving him a uh, different, like like a different brand. Like a, they like moved him from, from Velveeta shells to craft. And then I think they gave him like some spaghetti, some red sauce. And then, you know, the pieces fell into place for this guy, you know. I'm sure he found love. You know, he became famous. And that's how Justin Bieber got his start. You guys didn't know that, did you? Justin Bieber initially was just some weird guy who ate all mac and cheese on Vice and then, you know, gave him a platform to share his music and now look at him. Justin, if you're hearing this, man, you know, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Well, I just uh, talked about for about 15 minutes about a guy who ate all mac and cheese. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I'm gonna try and do this. I'm gonna try and do this like every couple of days, I think. I mean, at least, yeah. I wanna get I wanna get my wife in on it. You guys don't know my wife. I don't even know how I'm going to share this out. But I know that I like talking. I know that. I definitely know that. And everybody who knows me knows that as well. One of the things I've noticed in my public yoga classes is that sometimes, like, sometimes I'll start the class, like, six minutes, um, you know, it's 6.07, and it's like, all right, now let's stand up and start practicing, where it's like, other teachers... They're like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Here's our announcements. Let's get started. So, I think that might be a reason people like my classes, but it also might be frustrating for some people. And so, if I am going to speak, I should make sure that I'm concise. But here I am on this, and it gives me an opportunity to sort of just rim ramble, you know, dance my way through it so that I can figure out what I actually think so I hope you guys are doing well I hope that uh, this podcast finds you feeling well and uh, expect more expect more I think I can work it into my schedule You know, I'll do this on my lunch break send it out let the world know all right cool all right guys take care